watching this video, you're about to make a whole lot of money because we're going to show you how to package your ideas into online products, services, and programs that you can automate, market, and sell to build a successful six and seven figure online business. Well, I am elated today because I got to let y'all in on a secret. Today I'm interviewing, you hear this coming out of my mouth, my favorite marketer, my absolute favorite marketer. I've seen her do things that really makes me mad. It makes me angry because it's like, why didn't I think of that? Well, everybody has that person that inspires them to go harder that every time I feel like I'm going hard, here they go again. She's one of the most brilliant marketers, a phenomenal businesswoman. Most importantly, hands down, changing the game for entrepreneurs to help them with their visibility and growing their online businesses. Today, my sister, my friend, marketing by Monray. Now, you know you're good when your name is marketing. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> What's up? What's up, family? I am excited to be here. I'm excited to have you. Now, I gotta first, I gotta first say, looking at this shirt, being a CEO is... Ghetto. Tell me about that. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, so being a CEO is ghetto. I, and I, I've literally, I've been a CEO for 10 years now. Okay. This is my 10th year in business and I've been saying this every year like i did not ask for this job <laughs> like do not sign me up yeah. like zero stars do not recommend like this is not it right because i really love marketing and i realized that being a ceo and a marketer are two totally different things absolutely and so we created a podcast called ghetto ceo that's what's up and so we talk about how being a ceo is giving very much ghetto i love it so this this Thursday, I'm, I'm pulling up yes. to celebrate the launch of your phenomenal podcast. Thank you for taking time to be on mine. But we got to go back, right? Yes, yes. You said something. Being a marketer and being a CEO is two different things. Now, for Absolutely. those who are like, I get it. I completely mm -hmm. understand. Life would be easier if all I had to do is market. And I have that. Absolutely. I love it here. But for, for someone listening, what is the gap? What's the difference between the role of Monray the marketer mm -hmm. and Monray the CEO. So one, I think that entrepreneurs do not understand that being a CEO is a job. Mm. Like we become an entrepreneur and we're like, oh my God, this is great. But like <laughs> you are actually running a company, right? And so as a CEO, your job is to make money. Yeah. Your job is to manage the team. Your job is to manage, make sure operationally we're functioning, right? But your job as a marketer is to increase visibility. Your job as a marketer is to convert, cut leads into sales. Like, that's your job. So when I actually, I love marketing. Yeah. Like, I tell people I'm a marketer first and I'm a coach second. Like, I love marketing. So I didn't really realize that this is a whole other job. I was like, why y'all keep coming to me about y'all emotions? Like, <laughs> you want me to manage a team? Like, I don't understand. And I'm a only child so it was like oh this is different you yeah. know and but I had to understand there are time and places for Monray the CEO and Monray the marketer well how hard is it so I know that you have staff employees things of that nature this is not some solopreneur operation 10 years in right. the game you've built something substantial absolutely how hard was it when you started bringing people on the marketing team because that's your thing oh that's what you do I got Marquis I just thought everybody sucked. <laughs> like, and this is like yeah. me being so honest, but because, and it's funny because my boyfriend says, you're never happy. Right. Like you're like, when it comes to marketing, nobody's at, in your mind is at your level, right? But I had to think about it in a different way. I'm like, okay, can I find people that I can mold and train to be who I want them to be? Because I market differently. Yeah. Like there, this is not, I market based on the God, downloads that God gives me. So. 
I can't teach nobody intuition when yeah, it comes to marketing. Yeah. And so I had to really train people to think like me, react like me, say what I would say yeah. so that I could get a good marketing team so I didn't have to be over there all the time. I, I always ask marketers that because like now I used to do all my copy, all mm -hmm. my own copies. I write all my own emails, my sales copy. Yes. Then for clients too, I used to be the person that would take on clients and I would write their emails and emails. I'm talking about 30 emails for the month we would mm -hmm. take on clients. Of course, that's not scalable. And right. as your business grows, you just don't have the bandwidth. The moment I start bringing in copywriters, even now, that's still my struggle. Because mm -hmm. I look at it, I'm like, it lacks emotion. It lacks clarity. It's it's not fly, so it sounds real. It yes. sounds real term paper. -ish. Yes, yes. That's what I said Giving the other day. Chat GPT, right. no edits. Yes. Real term, real term paper. Or I had a conversation with my team, and this is leading me to what I'm going to ask you recently, where our core value, well, one of them, we mm -hmm. have marketing rules, and then we have company rules. Mm -hmm. Company rule, don't lie, don't steal, right? Mm -hmm. Anything that's borderline with, we're offering a promise in our marketing mm -hmm. that we that's gray, that's a lie. Mm -hmm. Don't steal. So I started having a conversation with our copywriters. Yeah. And he was like, well, I was just looking at industry language, and that's what they're saying. But that's their promise. Right. Right? How? What do you think is that gap? I, I say people who have to lie and do fake scarcity lack the skill of marketing. Absolutely. I noticed with you, it's integrity, mm -hmm. it's humor, it's personality. <laughs> How have you been able to mesh all of that into your marketing? What's the skill behind it? I know it's not easy. Yes. I know some is intuition, some is just raw gift, but how are you teaching your team how to include some of those elements to still kill it with marketing? You know, that's a really good question because honestly, I didn't know what I was doing until I got here. Gotcha. Right. So I, I told you I started 10 years ago when I started the business. I actually didn't know that I was signing up for something marketing. Right. Like I didn't go to school for marketing. I was in accounting. And so when I started this process, I didn't know I was being guided by God. Like he was just giving me downloads and I was calling in something else. I'm like, this is the million dollar plan. Then I look it up. and I'm like, oh, this is traffic uh, conversion. <laughs> like, oh, OK, like yeah, I didn't make yeah. this up. Right. So when I started to have to train my team, I had to kind of show like I had to sit with myself mm. to kind of break down like what is this gift like what is this why do I do the things the way that I do it why am I so particular on the cameras that we use like most CEOs don't think like this right and so when they come to my company they're not like oh uh you know are we using a black magic today or are we using a <laughs> cannon I'm like no I want you to be with a 50 millimeter lens like most people don't talk like that so I had to really understand what was going on in a way that I think so that I could train people so they can do exactly what I want them to do so I didn't have to go back and do their job again well here's here's why I why I say it again you're my favorite marketer <laughs> I, I find these patterns with myself my greatest frustration is I'm hyper creative mm -hmm, right so absolutely I can see things and then I I take myself out of the role here's my barometer if I wasn't selling it, would I buy it? Mm -hmm. Right? That's one of our marketing rules. Yeah. If I was the one reading it, would I read it? Yeah. And then I think about creatively, how would I want to be spoken to? What would I want to see? What interests me? Right. So I'm not, I don't have an attachment to it. I could say something sucks, even yeah. if it's me. So I'm sure like my videographer's in here, I'm sure I get on his nerves. <laughs> I see, yeah. I see it from the end user of if it's a still picture, if Absolutely. it's not moving enough, yeah. if the words aren't flowing, yep. like how it how it jumps. If we keep with one pattern of edit for too long, mm -hmm. right? So hey, we've been yes. doing this for a while. Yes. When do we switch Let's to switch the next? it up, right? Right. So I think 
with us as market, it's hard to find words for mm -hmm. what you see in your head. Yes. Now, yes. this is like you coaching me. Yes. How are you doing that? How are <laughs> so, you finding words to tell your team honestly, for what you're seeing? So, honestly, like I said, it's a, it's a pattern, right? Like, when I had to decide to stop firing people, right? Because I had hired 121 people and fired 121 people. Wow. And I was like, okay, let me, like, maybe stop. You know what I mean? <laughs> Maybe this is the way. Like, so maybe it's me. Like, maybe I'm the problem. Right? The hundred. It's like, uh. yeah, like, dang. Like, I think it's me, right? <laughs> and so I started to evaluate it, and I was like, okay, cool. Let me get with this person. And I ask, even in my interviews, I say, do you want to learn? Because everything that you came, you gonna come with a skill, but I'm going to teach you the Murray way. Yeah. And this is the way that I want you to do. I don't care nothing about that, right? Like, I want you to do it this way. And I had to slow down to really train them to get it right. Like, even with um, my videographer, I've been working with him since 2019. And so if you go back and look at our old videos from 2019 into now, the yeah. podcast, like, the quality is different. But he also, what I realized is when I would hire people that wanted to be the best. Like I asked, do you want to be the best marketer? Do you want to be the best operations person? Then I can pull everything out of you to make you the best because you desire to be the best, not because I'm pushing you to be the best. Mm. You mentioned that you were in accounting, mm -hmm. stumbled into marketing. Yeah. What is that journey? Like how'd you, like they, they're not next door to each other. How no. you, how'd you make that transition? That's not even the same skill. Yes. Like marketing <laughs> and visibility and the personality type, normally a person with a personality type for Accounting is not a personality type for marketing. Right. Marketing has a lot of variables. Yep. Where accounting, very consistent. You're, you're by yourself searching yep. for a particular thing. How would you go from accounting to marketing? So I was in school for accounting, and I loved accounting. Like, I took all the accountants in high school. So I naturally, I was just like, I'm going to be an accountant. And I remember them taking me to one of, like, the top four um, and I always say exposure breeds clarity. Mm. And so people need to be exposed to more things so they can know the path that they need to walk on because I thought I should be an accountant. I liked it, but I had never seen an accountant work, you know? So we go into this top four firm and I'm walking in there. I'm like, man, these people lame. Like, it's <laughs> like I'm not sitting there just like doing this all day. Like, yeah. this is not how I see my life. So I was like, well, maybe I'll be a celebrity accountant. Like, that. maybe that's a little juicier. And so um, when I actually, my junior year, I failed my class. Now, mind you, I had already started my business. I started it in my sophomore year. So I failed my class and I was like, well, yeah, I'm not staying in school. Like, I know what I want to do. I want to do marketing. And I didn't know that this was marketing, right? Like, I was calling it brand management or branding or whatever. But I had started helping people um, increase their visibility on social media. I started doing campaigns. And I just did creatively what felt right. Yeah. And then I discovered, oh, like, this is marketing. So I just changed my major the last year. So you were doing the function naturally. Yes. Or let me use a different word, instinctively. Yes, yes. Uh, I always, I, I have this statement I always make trying to help entrepreneurs because that, that whole God factor, right? Mm -hmm. I say that birds don't leave the nest and wonder where they're going to find food. Yes. Fish don't leave the water and search for their environment or for their oxygen. Fact. Humanity is the only person that leaves their environment they were made in and search for a paycheck okay, to sustain bars. themselves, right? Yes. So for you, you literally instinctively were drawn back to what you had the gift to do but didn't even know you had the gift. No. So once you found the gift, here's the question. There are people who are 
passionate enough to do it for free, mm -hmm. but only good enough to do it for free. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> right. So they lack the skill, the drive, the intuition. How'd you go from the passion of it to the actual money of it? I started asking. <laughs> I was like, I need to pay my bills, right? So, <laughs> I was like, so I'm going to tell you about the first time I asked somebody for some money for marketing, right? So, it was when I was in college, and I had, there was this lady that used to drive around. I was in college in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. I don't know if you know where Mississippi is. Yeah, like, I do. It's I'm, like, I'm born and raised in Panama City, Florida, so Alabama, okay. Mississippi, yeah, I was like it's right, like, it's a small city, but this yeah. lady used to drive around in this pink Bentley. I was like, oh, she needs to be my client. You know what I'm saying? She got a business. She needs to be my client. So I went up to her um, her hair store, and I was like, you need me. You know, and I just put myself out there. I told her the campaign idea, told her what I could do. Now, mind you, I had never done this before. <laughs> like, I was like, I'm going to help you um, get distributors all over the Mississippi so you could sell your hair. I was like, man, I don't know how I'm going to do this. I'm going to figure it out. <laughs> right? And so I told her, and she was like, okay, how much is it? I was like. I kind of like <laughs> set up a little bit. I was like, it's it's $1,300 a month, but I'll just do it for you at that rate. And she was like, okay, cool. Let's sign up. I was like, like I'm in college. So I'm like, oh, I'm outside. Like I have <laughs> made it mama. Like this is great. Yeah. And so I was just so excited. So when she was paying me, I had went and quit my job at JCPenney's. Like it, everything was, <laughs> Everything was different. No, no two weeks, no. No, uh, baby, I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. I'm rich now. Hey, <laughs> hey, about my shift tomorrow? I ain't mm -hmm. gonna be able to do it. Find somebody else to do it. <laughs> Get somebody else to do it. Yeah, so it felt good. And uh. I just realized at that moment, I kept hearing my mom's voice. And she always told me the worst thing that people can say is no. Like, always ask. Like, the worst thing they can say is no. And if they say no, go ask them again. Mm. And so I just was like, let me shoot for the stars. I was going to ask you, where does that confidence come from, right? You, you notice this because you coach entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The thing that most people struggle for is asking for the sale. Absolutely. So you were wired with a gift and had a mother who fed, basically, eliminated limiting beliefs. Yes. You didn't have the belief that no was a bad thing. No, my mama required me to ask for everything. Like there was no hinting like, mom, I think I want a phone. No, 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 I had to turn in a presentation on why I needed a cell phone. Now, later on in life, I found out she was like, I, girl, I just ain't had the money, so I was trying to slow you down a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but it wired me with the skill that present, ask, and provide details on why you need it and back why it you up, believe back it. Back it up, present, Yes. ask, Provide details yep. on why you need it. Now, yep. that is, it, that's a strategy for entrepreneurs. <laughs> no fights. Like, thank you, Ma. Thank you, <laughs> right, Ma. Thank you, Mama Marketing Monray. You, you just helped us out. Yes. Wow. Yep. So, from college days, thir $1,300. Right. To, now, here's, you mentioned something that the moment you said it stood out in my mind because I want to go to that. You said, I was able to tell her about not. Marketing for her, marketing campaign. Mm -hmm. Several people listening to this do not know the difference. And this is what I keep trying to harp to people. Please. Like posting people. on social media yes. is not marketing. No. They don't have themes. They don't have an actual process, that, that a rollout, a build up. Yes. They think launching is just a flyer. Yes. So when you mentioned you were able to talk to her about some of the campaigns mm -hmm. you were doing, talk more about 
what that looks like for you and your team. Y'all are the, you, you are the most creative as it relates to it. I got Before I even let you answer the question, <laughs> let me talk about Monroe. Oh my God. This is the part that made me mad. <laughs> I looked and Power had just came out. This girl reenacted Power with the music, the theme, the, the trailer for her marketing campaign. I was over there like Buddy on Hall of Night. Don't shoot no more. It made me so mad because it was so creative Thank where you. they literally reenacted that from different world that every month they came up with a new campaign for the entire month and the messaging, the marketing, the, the content yeah. lined up with what they were selling. Yes. So everything was on brand, on theme. That takes a high level of execution. Thank you. Yeah, I, I be watching. I, I see. Be, I I be. You know, market doing market. <laughs> Bobby, Bobby. You made me mad. You, made, you didn't put more pressure on, on Ton. Ton is in here. We, That's the recreation. Listen, <laughs> we, we coming for it. We're going to do something. But yeah. talk about like your thought process of creating a marketing campaign and define for some of them that don't know what is a marketing campaign. Yeah, so let's start with what is a marketing campaign. Because honestly, when I started doing it, I didn't know what it was, right? Okay. So I teach people that a marketing campaign is the organized course of actions established to achieve a goal. That's the true definition. If you look it up, that's what it's going to say, back, right? Back that up, like, okay. now for the 9 9 <laughs> A marketing campaign yes. is what? An organized course of actions established to achieve a goal. Mm. It said nothing about the glitz and glams of recreating power, nothing about upgrade you, nothing about $10,000 budgets. And I think when people hear campaigns, they immediately count themselves out as entrepreneurs. Mm. And they're like, I can't do this. Like, I could never do something like that. Murray, you're so creative. But I teach that it's just an organized course of action. So you are organized, have multiple actions, and you're walking towards the goal. Wow. And that's it, right? Like, I don't care how you deliver it, but that it has to have those core elements. So when we started doing campaigns, it was my creativity, right? Like, the first campaign, um, when I told you about the lady with the pink Bentley, it was, her first campaign, I was like, okay, girl, I got a campaign. She was like, okay, like, what, what's up? you're going to get kidnapped. And she was like, girl, what is going on? Like, I, it was so innovative at the time. Like nobody was doing this, right? Especially in Mississippi. And so she got kidnapped. We did a four episode series where every Thursday, a new episode dropped. The whole streets was going crazy. And then we included um, interactive components where if you seen her driving in Hattiesburg and you seen her pink bitly, you take a picture, you get free hair. Mm. So now it's like, oh, now we got people sharing on social media and things of that nature. So I wanted people to understand that the visuals was just to, cap some, to captivate their attention. That was not the rest of it. It was so much strategy that goes behind yeah. it. It's so much data that goes behind it. It shows you exactly what emails to send. It shows you exactly what posts to make. But it's not about just the creative part. That's just to snatch their attention right quick. It's about the data to get to the goal. Yeah. That level of, of high level creativity, I can see why you rich. It, <laughs> it, it makes sense now. I was I was over here in my head like, okay. No, but the truth be told, that is something when someone thinks about the difference between the person who plays ball at LA Fitness and mm. LeBron who plays ball, that's a high level skill, mm. right? Because it's a cash infusion into a business. Yeah. There's a direct correlation to marketing visibility leads and sales, right? Yeah, so you are literally helping someone gain their largest asset, which is why I tell clients all the time, they just look at the number of revenue they make. They don't mm -hmm. realize that that, per that lead you just got 
that's the most valuable thing because you yeah. can change your offer, you can evolve your business, you can nurture them, follow up. Like yeah. there's a there's a longer relationship than just the one thing that you're selling. Absolutely. And the reason why I think that that is so important and one thing we've instilled in our company is that I want to know revenue, but I want to know how many leads we got a day. Yeah. And we have a KPI every day. I want to get 100 new leads, 100 new qualified leads. And so we have a Slack channel. So all day leads are coming in. Ding, ding, ding. I want that thing to go off like Shopify. Okay? Because <laughs> I know it's working. I know these leads are coming in from social media. I know these leads are coming in from ads. I know these leads are coming from collaborations that we're doing. And so I think people need to understand that there is money in the leads too. Yeah. And if you don't have enough leads, the money will dry up. Let's speak to that, right? So you were talking about some terminologies you didn't know and understand, mm -hmm. but you realized the necessity for traffic, yep. right? So yep. as, a ma as a major thing, I know that everyone is using social media mm -hmm. and you mentioned leads. What advice would you give someone to say, hey, I know I'm the best in the world at what I do, mm -hmm. but not enough people are buying from me. Yeah. Like, what are some things that they can do? What, give them some Monterey sauce. What's yeah, some things they can so do? one thing is, I think we have to go back and take a step back and evaluate the traffic, right? I think enough entrepreneurs don't spend enough time in their data to make data-driven decisions. Yeah. I think we make emotional decisions. We're like, oh, I feel like I'm the best, but did the people tell you you were the best? <laughs> yeah. Ain't nobody said that, right? <laughs> but you. So we need to look at the data to know what's going on. So let's look at the data. Where where the money that you are making, where is that coming in at, right? Yeah. We have three traffic sources. You can get it from build, borrow, or buy. That's it. That's the only way. Say it again. You can get them from build, which is you building your organic platform, building your email list, and building those things. You can get it from borrow, which is you collaborating, going in Facebook groups, going live with people, or you can buy it. You could buy traffic, right? But those are the only three ways you can get traffic. So now let's look at how the traffic that you are getting, where is it coming in from? The people that are buying, where are they coming? What source are they coming in on? And then let's double down on that. Mm. I think we don't spend enough, like I said, time looking at data to know what to go harder on. Yeah. And if my ad is really working and I'm getting a, a low cost per lead, then let's spend some more money on Literally. it. But if my social media posts are really working, let me spend some more time perfecting my social media, right? And so everybody has data, but do we all evaluate the data? Absolutely. So one of the things that I tell my clients all the time is that the data of your business is like reading your blood pressure, yes, right? It's yes. the thing that tells you I'm healthy, mm -hmm. right? So any business that doesn't have leads, doesn't have sales, is an unhealthy business. It's mm -hmm. on the verge of dying, yep. right? The blood pressure of the business, like the pulse, excuse me, of the business mm -hmm. is leads and mm -hmm. sales. So yep. if you're seeing a trend of zero, zeroed out in leads, mm -hmm. it tells you, okay, what effort needs to take place. I love that you are having the conversation. You're talking about the stuff that people don't find sexy. They find Canva sexy, yes. social media post sexy. It gives us immediate gratification. Mm -hmm. But what's the hard work? Because now we're not just talking about Monray, the, the marketer. When you, when I saw when you yes. switched to data, I was talking to the CEO. Yes, yes. I was talking to the one that, that cut checks and fire folks. Facts. Off the data. So what type, like, what's, what's a typical day like for you? You know, running a company, I understand you're not spending all day in front of a camera. No. Right? You're not spending all day on social media. What is a tip? You mentioned your team giving you updates throughout the day. Mm -hmm. what's, what's the CEO day? Of, of Monroe, what does that look like? 
Yeah, so depending on the day, we I do theme days. So some days are talent days where I am recording content, but most days I'm running the business. Okay. Right? Um, sometimes against my will. <laughs> <laughs> but I am running the business. And so I'm having conversations with the different departments when within our company. I want to talk to my program manager and let me know what's happening with my mastermind students. Like, I want to go through each student every week, and I need you to provide me an update. Mm. How much money are they making? What's going on? Like, I want to know what's happening with the students so that I could be able to cultivate what's going on. Then I'm going to the operations department. How's our customer service doing? How's our um, flow of everything happening? Like what's actually happening? And then I go to the marketing department. So I'm having um, different conversations with different team members so that we ultimately can optimize the process. So I think a lot of times CEOs think that once you get to a certain point, you remove yourself from the business. Y'all got it. I could just go and chill, right? But honestly, you're supposed to be able to lift yourself up from the business so you can see it at a bird's eye view and provide optimization direction. Yeah. And so I'm look, I'm talking to the funnel team. I'm like, mm -mm, that funnel ain't working like that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, redo that, right? Like, I, or I'm talking to um, the content team and I'm like, yeah, y'all not really speaking in my, my voice. Like, I want y'all to post more stories. I, I think we should do this, right? So then I'm asking them to also bring me back results. Like, do it and then bring me back the results. So yeah. I think most of the day, I'm just providing direction and guidance and strategy. Um, and that's why I think people kind of alleviate from being a CEO. They don't think that they have to provide strategy. Because the first thing you've heard is, well, Marcus, I'm just going to hire me a social media manager. Like, yeah. I can't do this, yeah. right? But then you don't know how to use social media, so how are you going to provide strategy? Absolutely. Like, <laughs> how are you going to give Absolutely. guidance? So that's my job every day is to provide guidance and direction to the team. What what I think people will hear hear from even what you're saying, here's the amazing part and what I I've recently retransitioned into. Mondays, like my I do theme days as well. Mondays mm -hmm. are my coaching days. At first I used to only coach my clients. Mm -hmm. Now I actually coach my team yes, too. Yes. Right. And I think that what we miss is the same skill, if not more, has to be included in coaching your team. Absolutely. As well as like truly leading them. And I didn't understand it at first. Yeah. Like, I think, I'm not going to say I was a terrible leader because, now I was pretty bad. Like, I was pretty bad. Um, I didn't know. <laughs> like, I just didn't know. I'm still I, bad. You know, yeah, like, I'm it's a bad. it's an evolving thing, you know. But I think the reason why I was bad is because nobody gave me feedback. Nobody mm. told me I was bad. I just Well, they looked, probably thought you were going to fire them, though. I mean, they probably was right, but, like. <laughs> <laughs> what they were going to tell you? Yeah, you bad. Yeah, hey, you're fired. And I had to, you know, I had to make some changes, but I had to get my team to know, like, there's a way to provide me constructive feedback. Like, I want to know if I'm providing you what you need, yeah. right? Um, and so during this process, I didn't know how to be a leader, but not necessarily, like, I think sometimes when people think, well, you were being a bad leader, you were, like, yelling at people and cussing people out. Like, that wasn't my thing. I just didn't lead. I did my work. And if you was going too slow, I did your work, yeah. right? Like, because yeah. I wanted the result. And I'm not going to say it didn't help us make money, but that's not how you lead a team. It's amazing. Number one, we're going to have to do dinner or something. Yes! It's, like, it's, it's a lot of stuff that only you and I would get, yes. right? Because it's different, man. You, you, built, you, you build your business off the work ethic, the grind of who you are, yeah. right? So when you generate enough revenue with where... Here's how I teach it to people. Mm -hmm. I talk about the difference between skill set, skill, well, mindset, skill set, asset, right? Mm -hmm. The mindset to believe in an idea, concept, that you could do it, which you did, you mm -hmm. asked for the sale. The skill set that actually 
did it so well that multiple people paid you to do it. Yeah. Well, when the business grows on scale, you're no longer an asset, you're a liability right. because you're capping the company by not hiring people, right? right? right. But there is no training in between that no. that takes you to working with hundreds of people a year and you're like, hold on, I need operations, I need customer support, and you can't do it all, no. but you also didn't acquire the skill of learning how to teach them how to do it, right? No. And you don't even have time to slow down to teach it. No, because normally, I mean, at this point where you're hiring, you're only hiring because you need help. <laughs> like, let's be honest, right? Yeah. Like, we're busy yeah. now, you know? So, and thinking about the process of, like, learning how people are and learning the skills that they that they have, because I remember when I first needed help, and when I actually had an agency, this worked for me. But when I uh, acquired this other company and became a university, then it wasn't the same of the talent that I was hiring. And I just would throw people, like, it's your day one, you ready? Let's get on these socials. Let's get on this video. Like, you ready to work, right? Like, I didn't really understand the whole onboarding and making sure that I have a training plan. Let's check in with you for 30, 60, 90. No, baby, if you're not good by 30, then you're probably going to be gone in week two. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So it wasn't, I didn't really understand until I started doing research, right? Mm. I feel like I had to start reading and asking. And I realized all of my friends that were at this level were having the same problem. We just didn't talk about it. Yeah. And that's why I created Ghetto CEO, because I think people need to hear that you other people are having the same issue. Man, every time we've talked, I don't know if you remember when we tried to put together <laughs> our, our mastermind, you know what I'm talking about? Yes, yes, Me, yes. you, uh, Dunny, yes. David Shan. Shout out to them, Social right. Proof Podcast, and yes. Killing It In The Game. And you set it out then, the food was amazing. I need the name of that chef too. I got fact. you, yeah. I got you. But even then, it was so it was therapeutic because we all are in our own bubbles, right? Mm -hmm. And it's even harder when you're making money. Yeah, right? it's, yeah, it's fair. So you assume that, that because you're making money, everything's fine. You start talking with other CEOs, and you're like, oh, you too? You too? Oh, they can know your nerves too? Yes. And you realize the pressure that comes with running a business. Now, here's what I, where we cannot bypass. Okay. There's a, gap, there's a huge gap between the $1,300 Monray to mm -hmm. multiple clients to now you had a million dollar year, mm -hmm. right? That's a massive feat. Multiple team members on down the line. How did we go from that first pink Bentley, <laughs> hey, you need me, yeah. to a million dollar year? Like that's a lot to happen, happen in that gap. What are some of those things that you did and how'd you get there? Yeah, so honestly, as you were saying that, the first thing that's like coming to my mind is like this the skill set and the ingenuity that I had never changed. Yeah. Right? Like the client that I got at thirteen hundred dollars, the way I got it, I kept getting clients for fifty K. You know what I'm saying? I just had to learn. So what after I graduated from college, I moved to Atlanta. I had no money. I was broke. So I was like, I got to figure this out. I don't want to go get a job. Right. And so I started DMing everybody in Atlanta. I was like, you look like you in Atlanta. So you should, you know, be with me. <laughs> right. And so, <laughs> like, I literally could go back down and see deals from 2017. Like, it's crazy. But I, I, I just started hitting people up. And my first client was a makeup artist. And at the time, I was just so happy that somebody was giving me a chance. But I was realizing, like, she only paid me about two hundred dollars a week. Man, my rent a thousand dollars. Like, this ain't gonna lie up, right? <laughs> and so I was like, okay, I gotta get more clients. But what I vowed is that even though I was in this space of uh, confusion, I didn't know what was gonna happen. Like, I didn't know how this was gonna work. I was just like, just keep your head down and work. Yeah. Like. 
you don't know these people. They all know you. They don't know your work ethic. But if you work, then your work will outshine everything else. So that's what I did. So people started telling other people about me because they was like, my Ray works so hard. You know what I'm saying? Like, she going to get it done. She going to be up all night. And so I started acquiring more, uh, more, more clients. And then I started working with more influencers and more celebrities. And I was like, okay, this is cool. But I want to get back to, like, businesses. You know what I'm saying? And so I used the platform that my clients gave me to grow this business. And so um, I continue to grow the business. We um, continue to create the agency. But in 2019, I got the opportunity um, to close my agency and partner my agency with Ming Lee. Mm. And so I was like, okay, this sounds like the million dollar play, right? <laughs> and so I partnered with her and we created a content creation agency. And so it was called a Go Firm. And literally, like, I brought my team over there. I brought all my, because uh, so me and my staff was in my second bedroom in my house. <laughs> crazy right <laughs> and so i brought all the stuff to her office like all the things right and so i'm like this is like gonna be my million dollar year this is 2019 well um she was going through things in her business she already has a million dollar business and i think that once we started like having conversations she was like girl i didn't know what it was gonna be like running two businesses yeah. like this is a a real thing and so four months later it closed wow and i was like dang this ain't going away. I was like, Jesus, that you told me to come over here. Man, you done left me for dead. Like, what is happening? And so I was like, okay. So I started to, I was like, well, I'm going to lead a team. I don't know how I'm going to make money. So I left my team with her. I left all, everything there. And I just started praying. Like, I was like, God, you're going to have to show me how to get out of this because I don't know what to do. And so um, I started trying again. And I was trying to get clients the same way, DMing people, showing them value, and I could not get a client. Wow. And I was like, bruh, like, what's up? You know, and so I went to Mexico, and I was out there. I was in Cancun, actually. <laughs> and so I was out there looking at the water. I was like, God, you don't want me to go get a job when I get back. You better give me a sign. <laughs> and so he was like, um, I talked to him, and he was like, like, go back and do what I told you to do the first time. And I was like. Okay, what was it? And he had told me to start doing webinars. And I was doing them, but they were like $30 a webinar. And I was like, this is not no money. And so I did that. And when I came back from Mexico, I had made like $20,000 just from a bundle I put out about wow. my webinar. And I was like, okay, I see you got my back. Okay, let's get it going, <laughs> right? And so that is when the Millionaire Mob University got created. And I just started from there, the year of 2020. I just started from there. And what I know is that a lot of times in my life when God doesn't want, like when he wants me to pivot, he'll just make everything stop. Yeah. The same thing that used to work for me would not work anymore. And crazy enough, I'm in that period now, right? Well, we can talk about that. But I, the whole year of 2020, I literally was just hitting the ground right now. I was doing the campaigns. I was launching all the things. And that year we ended up making a million dollars. Wow. Yeah. How how big was your team that million dollar year? Um, so my team was actually two people, wow. me and two people. We went from one hundred and sixty eight thousand dollars to one point one million dollars. Check, please. <laughs> Here here's why I asked that not to pry. I um, wanted someone to hear a million dollars. Some would assume, oh, that's easy for her. A hundred employees. I wanted people no. to hear two people and a great product. Clarity. Yes, clarity. Consistency, work yeah. ethic, creativity, a mm -hmm. million dollar year. Oh, and they quit in the middle of the year. Forgot about that. 
So it was just me. But you know what I mean? Like wow. they quit in August because I had work. We had work to do. Like we was like working hard in the middle of pandemic. Like so, yeah. Anybody can do this. Most of us don't do a good job of pausing to celebrate ourselves. How'd you celebrate a million dollar year? What'd you do? Yo, so I called. You know George. Yeah. George. Okay. So I called George. And I was George, like, George, finance guy, right? Yes, okay. yes, yes. So I called George, and I was like, George, I think we just did it, right? Because he was my accountant at the time. And he was like, you did it? You did it? And, like, I'm hyped up with him for 15 minutes, and then we hang up. And then I look at my boyfriend, and I'm like, damn, I got to do this shit again. <laughs> <laughs> I was so mad. That is not the response I thought you were going to say. <laughs> Yo, what did he, what did your boyfriend say? He was like, bruh, chill. Like, because <laughs> <laughs> I just was thinking, like, it's December. Like, it was like the, uh, it, almost the end of December. Yeah. I'm like, bruh, don't nobody care about you made a million dollars last year. Like, you got to keep making a million dollars. So, yeah. I was just like, hey, I got to do this again. Well, that's, that's, that's pressure you put on yourself, right? <laughs> that's like Kobe's 81-point game, right? You're like, Kobe, you don't have to score 81 again Every tomorrow, time. right? Like, Every time. <laughs> you know, that's, that's, that's a good family, but it also speaks to who, to who you are. Yeah. Yo, this is crazy. <laughs> Hearing your journey, your creativity. So, well, I got to dig into you said millionaire mob. The reason why I got to yes. dig into that, right? So, like, your, your community is called the mob, M-O-B. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. Does it stand for anything? Yeah. So we actually, it used to be M-O-B-B, right? Okay. And, but I think everybody had two B, so I took it off. But it used to stand for Monterey Only Building Bosses. Mm. And so that's why I had to be. So mine is Monetize Online Business Blueprint. Yeah. There it is. The mob. The monetize, monetize Online Business Blueprint. I love it. I'll tell you how mine came to be, and now I want to hear yours. Okay. Right? I was in, man, Masterminds changes everything. Getting right. away. I was in Bali. Okay. And it was, it was that year that changed everything. Myself, Neo, several others, like 50 entrepreneurs, right? Okay. Him, 500, you name it. And I got away and was in peace. Bali, Thailand, I advise. If you ever want to feel mm. high-level relaxation and you want to feel like you make a whole lot of money, if you don't have a whole lot, go <laughs> yeah. to Bali, right? Yeah. Go to Bali. I'm talking about you want a smoothie, they're going to climb the tree, cut it down, 30, 40 cents, yes. right? Our driver was $22 a day for the whole day. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Now, here's the point. I kept, I was pivoting from when the day, which was like a time management. I was basically teaching entrepreneurs how to make more money in less time, right? Mm -hmm. So how do you actually build out a company structure, marketing, automations, that kind of thing. Bad messaging. Mm -hmm. Monetize, win the day or monetize your minutes don't kind of hit like the bomb. Right, right, (laughs) right. So I was like, what is it that I actually help people do? Make money online, right? That came to me sitting on the boat. Mm. I was like, well... I only want to work with online businesses, and it just starts stumbling. I help people make money online and build businesses. So it was MOB first. Yeah. Then I was like, well, nah, I really want a franchise like Chick-fil-A and some of the other ones. Yeah, I love it. So that. what if I gave people my actual business model? That's what the blueprint came from. Yeah. I don't guess it was consulting, really, versus that. So mine was like monetize online business blueprint. Yes, I love it. When I it. saw yours, I was like, I like it a lot. But where did it come from when you say you was in Mexico What's the what's the thought? Take me to that moment. The, yes. the origin. So I came back from Mexico and so me and Eric, my boyfriend, been together for seven years. So he He's been dealing with you that long. Long time. Let's let's pause and pray for him. <laughs> 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 what the 
So we've been together for a long time. So he actually was there when I got that first client, right? Mm -hmm. And so he remembered that journey. And he actually, like, we didn't date for a while because we was doing business together. And when he realized that I was, like, smart, he was like, let me, like, leave you alone because I'm, I'm kind of trash in these streets. So <laughs> he was like, I want to be your business partner. So we start, we did that. But when I came back from Mexico, I was telling him, I was like, bang, I got it. Like, this is what I'm going to do. He was like, okay. He always, like, it supports me and I was like but I need a name like I need a crew like we got to call it something and he was like okay what about the mob Monroe only building bosses I was like period <laughs> yes you know what I'm saying <laughs> and so there I just like really embodied it right and that became the community the millionaire mob right wow. and the vision continued to grow and that's why it is the millionaire mob university because we actually want to have an in-person university where people come and learn marketing i absolutely love that it's, it's crazy because like my my highest of my inner circle is called mob millionaires because mm. the goal is to help people transition from six to seven figures remove themselves from the day-to-day -day yeah and hire staff right yeah, so I like it's why wow. so you I like that you have Mob University, mm -hmm. and I see that you've got a few different things coming up. I want to hear, like, like what's what's this event that I'm seeing? Yeah, is, is it just women, or can we peek our head in? What, what is this no, you got coming? No, no. So a lot of people think like the Mob is only for women. Now listen, we primarily market to women. So if you cool with a little sis here or a bae here, like you know, <laughs> come on through. But um, the our event that's coming up, we have two conferences a year, and in April we have our Sell More on Social event. And that conference is about sales. Like, how do you take people from lurking online to your bank account? Mm. And so we'll be walking people through our sales funnel process, our social skills. Like, how does all of that work? Why? Nobody better than teacher. I'm going to say, where will it be? Where are you hosting it? Here in Atlanta, Georgia. In the ATL, yes. if you are, I wouldn't even say if you're in Atlanta, if you're anywhere. Right. Hop on a plane, catch a bus, catch a train, yes. sneak in somebody's bag and, <laughs> and go on the plane. Now, yes. Because I know the level of value that you're going to offer. How many yes. days is, is the conference? So the conference is two days. Um, and the reason why I feel like people need to be in a room, because... It's, not, it's nothing like being in a room, and you know that, yeah. right? Like, nothing about, like, building a community and seeing people winning. Yeah. And there is no way that you could be in a, a table full of people making $50,000 a month, $60,000 a month, and you still be broke when you leave, right? So true. Like, so you need to be around those people. But also, we're like, this is a VIP-only conference. So it is very intimate. We're just hands-on. You got a workbook. Like, we're making sure that you leave with the tools that you need to sell more on social. I absolutely love it. VIP-only, hands-on. So it's not just... Every speaker getting up saying, you got to believe in yourself. You're no. you're allowing them in real time to implement and yes. build it out. I, I absolutely love it. If you're in or near anywhere in, anywhere in Atlanta or plan on flying in, make sure you reach out to Marketing by Monray. Really quick before I let you go, because okay. I got to hold on to it. I got to... I got to bring you back in. Yes. But what's the vision, right? When you say a university, uh, what 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 is the vision? What's the main thing that you want to, let's just say if a person could only work with you for a small window of time and one result they walk away with, what's the main thing that you want each of your clients to accomplish by working with you? So one, the main thing I want people to accomplish by working with me is to make more money. Mm. Like I literally get a thrill 
by seeing black women make money. Mm. And so that is my job to help more people make money in their business. But there's a whole lot of work that comes with it, right? And so our vision, that's why I said before, like I'm in this phase where I feel like God is telling me to pivot again and I'm kicking and screaming. Like I'm like, no, I'm not ready, right? Yeah. But the, the vision that he has unveiled is that I will have this university. We will be in person. Like, I want to give back to the people. Like, I want to be able to teach people. and Because a lot of the people that come to my class are older women, older black women. And they like, girl, I don't know how to use this phone. I don't know how to do this TikTok. I don't know how to do this, right? And so if I could just touch them, when I can touch them in person and I could just, girl, just change the phone like this. Let's wipe the camera. <laughs> like, when I, like, if I could just help the people, Lord. <laughs> Did you say just wipe the camera? The camera be dirty. <laughs> That be the problem. That is half the problem. Uh, like, <laughs> episode over. I don't know. <laughs> Sharon, Sharon, wipe the phone off. Please. Back, back Please, the phone Cicely. off. How you work this stuff? <laughs> Please, Jesus. Yo, if anybody who's watching and want to know how they can connect with you and work with you, you yes. have no sense. Like, how, they, how can they connect with you? How can they work with you? Yes. You guys can follow me on all social media platforms at Marketing by Monray. Um, you also can go to our website, mobuniversity.org. Mobuniversity.org. Make sure you go and connect with my sister. She is killing the game. I love what she's doing with Mob University. Listen, we're not in affiliation, but we're in support. Yes. Right? All right, it sounds so crazy when you hear the different ideas, but I love what you're doing. If I can support in any way, you know you got it. Yes. I'm showing up to anything that you're doing. I would also love to see if like, we can do something together and do a raffle or something if I can sponsor some sponsor someone. I would love to grab somebody out of my community. Though, yeah, let's do and it. Sponsor them to come to the conference. Because I think that you're teaching things that everyone needs to know. Most people, problem is sales, right? Absolutely. There ain't too many problems that more money can't solve. You know, <laughs> right. you know. Well, this has been another phenomenal episode of Monetize with Marcus. Make sure you connect with Monray. Make sure you're subscribed and watching. You know our goal. I tell you every time if you're watching this video, you're going to make a whole lot of money because we're showing you how to turn your ideas into an online offer that you can market, package, sell, and automate to build a business of six or seven figures. You know where to find me. If you need me, I'll be over here minding my online business. I'll see you in the next episode.